SEN Test Cricket for Tyre Power. Get the power for your family with a free five-tyre safety check. Tyrepower.com.au. Adam Coles, Brutts Underation. Stumps day four in a test match, which is kind of alive again. England require 257 on the final day. Victory target of 371. They looked like they were gone at four for 45. They're now four for 414. A 69-run stand between Duckett and Stokes, which lives. Duckett's 50. That's when he was caught. Right behind us here, Mitchell Stark. Then it was overruled, not out. Ball hit the turf. That's not why it was ruled not out. Yeah. But, um, Brat, you're our resident umpire. <laughs> um, explain your perspective and, and, and how you arrived at your call uh, and how you think that marries up against the process this afternoon. Uh, yeah, when I saw it live, I thought clean catch. And as soon as I saw the first replay, I was like, oh, we could be in trouble here. And it's... Yes, the ball is grounded. That's pretty obvious. But I think the rationale behind it being not out is the direction in which his hand is moving. You just compare it to the controversial catch at the Oval or even the one that Steve Smith took of Joe Root two days ago mm. where the hand is going from down to up. And what that means is when it goes from down to up, your fingers are under the ball and you haven't really used the ground to keep the ball in your hand or completing the catch so your hand goes up it's like a golf swing if that makes sense right but in Mitchell Stark's case uh, my thumb's still broken by the way so he takes the catch sorry about that <laughs> that's alright uh, great catch still as also someone who's taken a catch low to the ground <laughs> if I may add no I mean once he takes the catch and as He's, he's not completed the motion of taking the catch, his hand turns. Yeah. And that is what umpires look for. It's it's where the hand goes, which way it goes. And it goes from up to down, and that's where it, ground, it gets grounded. So what they would have deemed, the third umpire would have deemed, is that it wasn't complete when the ball was grounded. Unlike the Cam Green catch at the Oval and Steve Smith two days ago. Right, so the down to up versus up to down is... And I'll, I think my, my view is that this is getting... It's becoming an increasingly an increasingly prevalent thing in the game with technology and so on and there might be room here to, to add a little bit to the laws but we'll, we'll go into more depth uh, on that on the commentary tomorrow I suppose only meant to be a short video we could talk about this all night uh, it was a hell of a day uh, the 5 for 55 in the middle session the bouncer barrage which followed the couple of wickets in the first session where two of the Australians fell in the leg side trap uh, Smith and Kawaja, that followed a 64-run stand, 57 of those this morning. So they're in fabulous, Nick. The lead is really blowing out. But those two wickets and then the Travis Head caught a short leg gives England something to work with. And they go bouncer after bouncer. Stokes bowls 12 overs on the trot, uh, which he's not really meant to be able to do on his crook knee, but so it is. Um, They all had their try, and and it kind of worked for them. And it might mean for the rest of the series we see a lot of that on dead tracks. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know whether you've told them already, but we're shifting our commentary box to long off. Because long off or long on will shift, you know, in between overs. Because that area of the ground, you'd think, will not be used when Australia are batting. Uh, And you're right, I mean, it was was a bizarre day in terms of there were cruisy periods. Like before Smith and Kawaja get out, uh, yes, England went to the short ball ploy very early but they seemed to be in control Smith and Usman Khawaja they were getting on top of the ball guiding it to the fielders position to catch them technically and it felt like the game was not going anywhere in terms of where England wanted it to go then they get out uh, Stuart Broadbolt's a sharp bouncer it was a good bouncer Usman Khawaja kind of was rushed and then he gets out and Steve Smith kind of plays a shot that um, it was, it's the closest I can think of is a sweep shot he attempted in Delhi and he was like why did I do that yeah. that's the expression that's how his face looked like when yeah. he walked he was like, why did I do that? He was in complete control. And then Travis Head gets out, and that's when he realised, oh, we're not going to see a full ball again. And we weren't wrong. 98% of the deliveries that England bowled in the middle session, that's an insane number, was short of length. And not just short of length, it was short pitched. Um, and 
there was another cruisy period where then Alex Carey and Cam Green weren't scoring runs. What, 16 runs came of 12 overs in that middle session. Uh, and, but they didn't look in any trouble either. And then, bang, bang, they go out. Uh, and then a few more wickets fall. Sorry for borrowing your line there. Um, and then... Nathan Lyon hobbles out to bat somehow. Is this a great moment, Lyon coming down the stairs? Stark didn't expect him to come. It was a, an emotional kind of moment, I think, for the two of them, two great mates. But um, adding 15 at the end, the Nathan Lyon boundary, the crowd going up, the reception he received from the crowd upon eventually being dismissed, the extraordinary bit of fielding from Ryan Ahmed, the 12th man, yeah. at one point to keep a ball in that was going for six. All eyes were in the middle. What is it about middle sessions of Ashes Test matches at Lords <laughs> on a Saturday? Anyway, different conversation again. I, I was reminded at times, though, of... Um, of, of, the, of the way in which uh, everyone was so drawn into the test when Joffre Archer was bowling to Smith four years ago, even if the cricket was very different and slightly more turgid compared to that electrifying day on that electrifying surface as well. Um, but by the time Australia came out to bowl with 371 to defend, that being the, the target for England, Stark swinging it around corners, a ball to Pope that you dream of as a quick, through the gate, taking middle stump out of the ground. From the same pavilion end, it's Cummins' turn, so go bang, bang. Um, a snorter to Root, a beauty to Brook, reminiscent of the ball that he bowled to Joe Root to help win the Ashes at Old Trafford four years ago, kissing the side of the off stump. Um, at 4 for 45, they were really moving towards a, a quick kill. But um, as we get towards um, thinking about what might be possible tomorrow, it's Stokes again, 29 not out, Duckett there on 50. And in the case of Stokes, he absolutely has form on doing the remarkable on this ground. Stokes lives, England live, and they will dare to dream. Uh, and Ben Duckett, to his credit, played really well before playing a pretty ordinary shot, which should have got him out, but then we just discussed what happened. But yeah, that spell from Pat Cummins, that over from Pat Cummins. You know, he's yeah. produced so many of these overs and the, there is there comes a time in a Pat Cummins spell where the pitch goes out of the question, the match situation goes out of the question. He kind of just, that's my intro, thank you. Uh, that's when he just steps up and proves why he is one of the best we've ever seen. And that's exactly what that spell was. But like you said, Ben Stokes is somehow, he looked very restless and edgy. He is struggling with that knee. He's hobbling as well. But he somehow survived today and so did Ben Duckett. And, you know, they'll come back. It's still Australia's game, but the godfather of basketball still to come, Johnny Besto, England will believe. One thing is, there won't be a draw, that's for sure. England needing 257 on the final day. It could be a screaming finish. Do not miss a ball of it on SEN Test Cricket. Our post-game show for tyre power, four for three on Toyota Passenger and SUV tyres. Adam Collins, Brat Sunderace, and signing off, going to bed for a couple of hours and straight back to Lords. Broad delivers here and Kawaja pulls down towards long leg. He's hold out. That's a poor piece of batting. Kawaja so controlled and so disciplined. He knew what Broad was trying to do with three men set back. And he's popped it straight down the throat of the man at deep backwards square. Kawaja holds out for 77. And it really is against the flow of play as well. Bowls, Smith down the deep backwards square, hanging in the air. Smith hold out as well. What on earth is going on? Stephen Smith and Usman Kawaja were doing absolutely everything right. And in the space of a couple of overs, they've inexplicably fallen into the leg side trap. Robinson bowls to Green, who hooks it away. It's in the air. It's been caught. Another victim to the short ball. Cameron Green has been sucked in. Robinson gets the wicket in consecutive overs.
And this is a massive moment in this match. With Carey out for 21, Australia have only got bowlers left and the lead is at 3-3-3. Three, three, three. But all looks fine as Nathan Lyon crosses the rope. And let's wait for the ovation. The MCC are standing, so are the Australian fans. This is a significant moment. Nathan Lyon playing his 100th test match. Severely incapacitated after tearing his calf. But grimacing with every step. And as we said before, not too dissimilar to Colin Cowdery in 1963. With work to do for Australia as well. They lead by 3.55. Can he provide some brief assistance to Mitchell Stark? 9 for 2.64. Broad is going to continue from the pavilion. Andy Bowles to Lyon, who hooks it away. Hooks it very well. He's done it. <laughs> Nathan Lyon gets a boundary. Behind square leg, he gets the thumbs up from Mitchell Stark. And his teammates in the pavilion are up on their feet applauding around the wicket past the umpire bowls and it's high it's very high Stokes should take the catch and he does and he hobbles off with the ball in his hand and Australia's innings is complete and Australia completes its second innings on the score of 279 and we've seen one of the most extraordinary Last wicket partnerships in Ashes history, and that's not underselling things. That's a factor for Cummins and Co. Here, Stark in bowls to hey! over. Middle stump out of the ground, as comprehensive as it comes. Stark gets a second. Australia bowling beautifully. England two for thirteen. Cummins in bowls to root. Root. Oh, edges! It's gone. That's a snorter from Cummins. It reared up off a length. Root had to fend it away from his lead, and he did so straight into the cordon. England lose a third wicket with a score on 41. Root's gone for 18. Captain Cummins down the slope. Have that. Strap yourselves in. Cummins close to the stumps. Oh. He's knocked him over as well. <laughs> oh, Patrick Cummins. This is a supreme performance. It's the old firm. Stark's gone bang, bang. Cummins has done the same. England, four for 45. They are reeling. Brooke has been bowled for four, third delivery. This is quite the over. It may well prove decisive in Australia, winning the Ashes in England for the first time since 2001. Green bowls here. Oh, Duckett gives oh. himself room. Top edge, deep. Caught! Mitchell Stark dives and catches! <laughs> Cameron Green takes the wicket and Australia gets such a crucial one before Stumps. Or do we? We're waiting, we're waiting. No, it's given out. There you go. He's put his hand out to sort of Here we go. balance They're himself. They're giving a decision. Oh, it's not out! Wow! It is not out. You talk about controversy. Now, Pat Cummins is talking very sternly with the umpires. Mitchell Stark can't believe it. And Ben Duckett has gone all the way from the players' gate back to the middle. Nathan um, we saw something really special from you today. You walked down the steps, hobbled down the steps and um, played one of an innings that will be discussed for a long time. But just can you take us through that and what is going through your head? Um, what was going through my head? 
uh, just going out there and trying to do my role, mate. Um, there's a lot of talk about my innings, but I went out there to support my teammates, and that's what I'll do. And I'll do it again tomorrow, so that's just part of it. Um, obviously, you sound quite emotional, Nathan. Like it's been an emotional couple of days for you. Um, can you just take us through, you know, the last two days and where your calf set and where's it, where your head set? Um, oh, mate, I'm absolutely shattered, heartbroken. Uh, speechless is probably the best way to put it. Um, it's. I know I've had a dream to win the Ashley series over here, and I've said it publicly, privately, and everything else. So, um, right now to be severe, like have a pretty bad calf strain, it's disappointing. It's, I don't know, heartbreaking. Um, just um, when did you find out that? Oh, you said you were always ready to go out to bat, but there was there any resistance at all from anyone, from the captain or coach? Um, Pat originally said that. Wake up to myself. I'm not going out there, but had a chat to Andrew McDonald. Had a chat to our medical team and tried to, tried to find a way that I could could figure out how to, how to go about it. So I spent a lot of room, a lot of time in the physio room, um, in the gym upstairs here at Lords with a lot of tape on my arm and uh, a lot of tape on, uh, on my leg. Sorry, and um, trying to figure out how to bat. <laughs> you hit a few boundaries in your career, Nathan. But when you hit that boundary today, the whole Australian balcony went up. It was like you won the game. This is a special moment. Um, I can't really recall it, to be honest, mate. I was just trying not to stand on my leg, to be honest. Thank you so much, Nathan. Too easy. Thanks, boss.